This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm glad to welcome back Eliza Huey. Eliza is a biblical counselor, speaker, and author living in the Metro DC area. She is a contributing writer for the Biblical Counseling Coalition, the Journal of Biblical Counseling, and is the author of several books, including Raising Teens in a Hypersexualized World, Raising Kids in a Screen-Saturated World, and most recently, a great book called The Whole Life, 52 Weeks of Biblical Self-Care. Eliza and her husband, Ken, have been married for 29 years and have three young adult children. And Eliza, I just say welcome. Glad to have you back on the podcast. Thanks, Champ. Great to be here once again. Well, I'm glad you're here, and I'm eager to hear the passage you have today. What is it? Sure. So this is Psalm 127, and I'm going to read the first two verses in this passage. Um, It says this, unless the Lord builds a house, its builders labor over it in vain. Unless the Lord watches over a city, the watchman stays alert in vain. In vain, you get up early and stay up late, working hard to have enough food. Yes, he gives sleep to the ones he loves. So are these verses biblical warrant for me to not set my clock too early in the morning? Please tell me that's what it means. You know, maybe there are times where this actually does mean that. I'm not sure this was the intent of that verse, though. (laughs) So let's go there. What is being said in these verses? Yeah, so this psalm, as some of these psalms in this whole section, is a psalm of ascent. So God's people would sing these psalms on the way up to Jerusalem. And this passage here is really helpful for us to keep in mind and give us direction on the balance of our work and the Lord's work. Mm. So we must all work in this life. And most of us actually, I'm guessing most of your listeners, no matter what they're doing, they work hard. Our days are, are busy and filled, whether it's working a job outside of the home or or in the home, or doing the hard work of being a student, or working in ministry, we can all feel very busy with all the things that occupy our lives and really must be done. But I say that this verse actually holds intention, the work that the Lord does, and the work that we do. It gives us a couple metaphors to illustrate it. So first one we have is a picture, which I love it when the Bible gives us pictures, because to me, it just helps a little bit more Mm -hmm. to make it stick. The first picture we have is of a house that needs to be built. But it says, unless we do it, in that dependence and trusting in the Lord for his strength and for his glory, ultimately, then our work is in vain. Hmm. And the next metaphor we have is of a watchman. And being a watchman is a good thing. It's someone who makes sure things are safe and sound. But if a watchman is depending on his own ability and his own sufficiency to guard and care, it says here that it's in vain or it's futile. It's, it's in vain or futile to leave the Lord out of our work. So I, I think for me, as I looked at this, I really wanted to pay attention to that verse that you kind of alluded to about the little extra sleep. Um, and that's verse two. Uh, and, and verse two basically says that even in the most basic pursuits, the pursuit of daily bread, like what we need every day, the most basic of human needs, that should be sought in total dependence on the Lord and recognition that 
all things come to us through God's provision. So the psalmist isn't condemning these pursuits or the hard work that we do. Mm. Um, It doesn't say that we shouldn't work. It's just drawing our attention to the fact of how easy it is to do them independent of God. You know, it reminds me when our kids were little, sometimes they would ask me when I was tucking them in at night, dad, did you lock the doors? You know, because they want to make sure the house is secure. And uh, I would, yes, remind them, yes, I've locked the doors or yes, I will in just a moment. But yes, we lock the doors, but we don't trust in the locks. We trust in the Lord. Yeah. And so we, we do both. Like you said, intention, right? Like mm-hmm. we do lock, but we don't trust the locks. We trust the Lord. So as you relate that to our work, what does that look like? How might we work and then not trust the Lord? Yeah. And I think this can be real easy to fall into because sometimes the work that we do is actually what we feel is really good work or God has even called us to that work. But if we're doing it in, like I said, in, in the description, in our own strength, where we don't even pause or consider God, what do you want me to do in this? Or how do you want me to do this? Whether that's taking time to pray uh, before you do the work or during the work, or um, just even just acknowledging the Lord in it. I know for me, uh, one thing that I learned as a counselor is just the importance of pausing and praying. And I have, as most counseling rooms probably do, some comfy little chairs that people come and sit down in. And I actually try to take some time. And sometimes I will just stop and kneel and seek the Lord because without the Lord leading me, I definitely feel like my efforts are in vain. And so it just means making intentional times to acknowledge God, lean on him for understanding on what it means to do the work that he has put before us, no matter what kind of work that is. So you say that this verse has regular impact on the way you do your work, which is counseling. How did this verse come to your attention? How did it become so meaningful to you? Yeah, well, one thing that might kind of surprise you is how it actually um, helps me as I think about the Lord himself, Jesus. And it might seem like, how does that work? It's, it's not necessarily talking about Jesus, is it? But for me, it really enlightened my thinking as far as how easy it is. Yes, in our physical labors or the jobs that we have to do, but this is just very personal. How easy it is for me to sometimes think that the good works that I do make Jesus happy or make God happy and make me right with God. And so I think what really struck me with this passage was probably the most dangerous kind of striving that we can begin to do is when we think about our salvation. We know the truth that we are saved through faith by grace, but as we live the Christian life and do the works of faith, we can slide into the thinking that righteousness depends on us. And this is really the anti-gospel. Jesus's work is sufficient and we don't need to add to it. We can rest in it. And that, that word rest is really where I see like that, where the passage says he gives to his beloved sleep. That's a picture again here of this metaphor of rest. Like when we depend on the work of Jesus to be right with God, I can rest, we can rest. And so this verse really strengthen my own faith in just resting in the Lord that he will provide, yes, all that I need. And I can trust him for everything in my life, even my own relationship with him. So it's one thing to have this in our minds, but when it comes to actually living it out in our daily lives, if we're talking to families as they're driving around and even little kids are in the, in the vehicle, what are some things we all can do to make these verses part of how we live? Sure. Yeah. Well, this mindset actually allows us to stop striving and to rest and to trust. As I mentioned, he gives rest to those he loves. I love that passage. Everything comes from God, even our very life. In fact, 
further on, which I didn't read, verses three through five, starts talking about another metaphor, the metaphor of children. And the psalmist isn't changing the subject. He's just changing the metaphor. And he basically is saying that everything comes from the Lord. Moms and dads listening know that their children are gifts from God. And God gives children to families in differing ways, but the giving of life even is from the Lord. So we need to just look at it and say like everything, even our very lives or our children's lives, children who are listening, their lives are from the Lord. And so we should trust him with everything, even our very lives. That is a great way to wrap up this particular episode, Eliza. Thank you for pointing us to Psalm 127, 1 and 2. I'm going to read it again. And then could you just close our time by praying these verses for all of us today? Happy to. All right. Psalm 127, verses 1 and 2. I'm reading the Christian Standard Bible. It says, unless the Lord builds a house, its builders labor over it in vain. Unless the Lord watches over a city, the watchman stays alert in vain. In vain, you get up early and stay up late, working hard to have enough food. Yes, he gives sleep to the one he loves. Eliza, could you pray for us? Sure. Lord, help us to understand the importance of this psalm today. We don't want to strive for things in vain. We need this disposition of total dependence and trust in you. For the moms and dads listening, I pray that they would trust you with their health, with their work, with their futures, with their relationships, and all the responsibilities that they carry. And for the kids and teens listening to this, I pray that they would see the importance of depending on God during their day while they're at school or when they're at home. Help them all to be able to do what they have before them in a way that says, I trust you, God. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.